0: Welcome to Honestly
1: Haunted. Welcome back to Honestly Haunted. Back on our normal schedule again. This week we're going to be taking things off land to talk about a haunted ship, the RMS Queen Mary.
0: The Queen Mary was a British ocean liner built by John Brown and Company. These are the same people who built many other famous ships, including the RMS Queen Elizabeth, and also the RMS Lusitania, which was famously sunken by a German U-boat in 1915, killing over 1,000 people.
1: Her maiden voyage was in 1936 as a passenger liner, but soon after, when World War II broke out, she was refitted as a troop ship, which ferried Allied forces throughout the war. With this change, the ship was painted gray, and her new color, paired with her speed, granted her the nickname the Gray Ghost. Along with the Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mary was one of the largest and fastest troop ships
0: in World War II. They could carry up to 15,000 men in one trip alone, and traveled without any kind of battle escort. Their speed and ability to zigzag made it virtually impossible for U-boats to catch them. In fact,
1: when the Queen Mary did have an escort, it resulted in disaster. On October 2, 1942, the Queen Mary sliced through the HMS Kurakoa, which resulted in 239 lives lost. The Queen Mary was under strict orders not to stop due to U-boat threat, so she left the wreck in her wake.
0: The the ship had a number of famous passengers, including Winston Churchill, who was brought across the Atlantic for official Allied business. The ship was so fast, it could make the trip from Canada to England in only three
1: days. After the war, it was refashioned back into a passenger liner, and they even added air conditioning. The ship was updated to have 711 first-class cabins, 707 cabins that we could consider business by today's standards, and then 577 tourist class, which would probably be considered coach or economy. She
0: operated consistently from 1947 until 1958. You may be wondering what happened in 1958, the first transatlantic flight, which very obviously changed the face of international travel.
1: While the Queen Mary still operated well into the 60s, the ship companies began to operate at a loss due to the uptick in flights for passenger travel.
0: The Cunard fleet was mostly sold off after that point, and both the Queen Mary and the Queen Elizabeth were retired from service. The Queen Mary was sold for $3.45 million. Reasonable. Totally affordable. The Queen Mary now resides in Long Beach, California
1: for her retirement. Not a bad place to retire, but the Queen Mary is now a tourist attraction, hotel, museum, and event facility. The location has been home to
0: several movie shoots, including Assault on a Queen with Frank Sinatra and Poseidon Adventure. With such a long history, it's no surprise that it's considered one of the most
1: haunted places in the world. Time Magazine had it on its 2008 list of top 10 most haunted places. Some say the Queen Mary is home to as many as 150 spirits, and there have been at least 49 reported deaths on the ship during its lifetime. The ship's
0: engine room is said to be a hot spot for paranormal activity, and that makes sense since this room is also the place that had the most deaths. It has the infamous Door 13, which is a watertight door which crushed men to death on two separate occasions. The most recent time, during a routine watertight door drill, in 1966, the door crushed an 18-year-old crew member. Apparently, the young man can still be seen dressed in his blue work overalls working within the engine rooms, disappearing always by door 13.
1: Two other popular haunting spots on the ship are the first and second class swimming pools. Let's be real for a
0: second. If I'm sticking around as a ghost, you bet I'm going to choose a first class swimming pool.
1: (laughs) Though both pools have been out of commission for close to three decades, the apparitions of women in 1930s style swimming suits can be seen lingering around the decks of the pool. People have heard the sounds of splashing despite the pools being empty and have even found wet footprints leading from the deck to the changing rooms.
0: In the second-class
1: pool, the spirit of a little
0: girl named Jackie can be seen. She apparently drowned in the pool while the ship functioned as a passenger liner. Her laughter fills the hallways and has been heard by guests and staff alike.
1: In the first-class staterooms, there have been a number of odd reports as well. Water and lights have been reported to turn on inexplicably during the night, and perhaps most terrifyingly, a tall, dark-haired man in the 1930s-style suit can be found in the reflection of glass and mirrors in China cabinets. In the third-class
0: children's play area, the cries of babies can often be heard in the middle of the night. Guests and staff have also reported in all parts of the ship unexplained knocking, door slamming, high-pitched squeals, drastic temperature changes, and unexplained smells like gunpowder.
1: Shifting gears, however, there is one person who says he has an explanation for all of these occurrences— Joe Nickel from the Center for Inquiry, or CFI, says that the unique circumstances of the hauntings on the Queen Mary can all be attributed to pareidolia.
0: Pareidolia, by definition, is the tendency for incorrect perception of a stimulus as an object, pattern, or meaning known to the observer, such as seeing shapes in clouds, seeing faces in inanimate objects or abstract patterns, or even hearing hidden messages in music. It's a subcategory of apophenia, which is the tendency to mistakenly perceive connections and meaning between unrelated things. It's commonly referred to as an error in perception. To be clear, these are not diagnoses. These are just tendencies without real cause, or at least without a full understanding of the cause. Anyone and everyone can experience these.
1: This is a really interesting idea, too. Emojis are an actually perfect example of this that we can more concretely, concretely discuss. Think about the face that is made up of three straight lines. You see that, and you not only see a face, but understand it as an expression as well, even though it's all really just lines.
0: Right. But when this gets tied into the paranormal, it's less concrete, which can open up a lot of room for speculation.
1: Which speculation, boy, do we have.
0: (laughs) Oh, what? Us? Speculation? Never.
1: (laughs) Living, Living for speculation right now.
0: But one thing that kind of stands out to me right away hearing this theory is remembering when I thought I saw a face at the Jackson Square Apartments. Because not only did I kind of explain it away, now I'm like... Okay, I explained it away, but then we got spooked because we heard about other faces being seen. But is there just something somewhere around that area that for some reason people's eyes are perceiving as a face?
1: Yeah, and I I, I think of the creepy stories that we hear from the Queen Mary of seeing, you know, a tall, dark-haired man. Oh, God, reflecting, terrifying. But reflecting in the glass and you think, you know, you turn around and what could have possibly Left that imprint, you know, f- for you to so perfectly see it in the reflection of the glass. And so, while I think it's a really interesting concept and something we, you know, as we did research on this episode, we got into the rabbit hole that is looking at Such these. Such a rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all like co- crazy cognitive brain theory that is a little dense. Above uh, above me. Yes. So <laughs> take a look at it if you're interested. It's it's all stuff that I had. You know, obviously you hear things like the eye tells the brain what it really wants to see. And we think, especially with our paranormal interest that our eyes play tricks on us. And, but this is like actually giving a name to that phenomenon, um, which, which I think is, is really interesting. But the only thing it doesn't really explain is like sounds that's true. I wonder, I wonder if, and you know, we we haven't come across
0: this in our research. So if it's something that you guys know, please write in and tell us. I wonder if there's like a tendency like this, like apophenia or pareidolia that relates to sounds. Like we hear something and we make meaning of it. I I wonder if there's a tendency like that for, for the other senses. Maybe
1: all senses have something like that. And I'd have to expect just because, you know, like Eyesight and hearing are senses that are on like kind of a spectrum as far as like, not to say quality, but as far as like some people just hear things better than others. Some people see more clearly than others and how it affects people on different areas of the spectrum as far as like, especially with hearing things. Like we talk, like people talk about like new moms can hear baby crying from, you know. Three rooms away, and the dad or you know the other person in the house is like, "What? Who? Like I can't hear anything." But the the sensitivity as a
0: new puppy mom, I can say that I particularly sleep through the night, but my fiance definitely gets woken up by our puppy all through the night.
1: Hear <laughs> everything. So there are people who have more sensitivity to sound, um, and especially if you are you know alone. Staff member or guest, you know, walking around an allegedly haunted museum. What are sorts of things that would stick out? Anything would probably stick out. You're like, if you think that you're actually in a haunted location, any sound could be paranormal,
0: right? And and so this kind of brings me to an interesting thought that I had, which is that these can kind of go both ways. So so this Joe Nichols guy is saying. Okay, people are say are claiming that they had paranormal experiences, but really it was pareidolia. And and so they were just making sense of something and so they heard something or they saw something and they said this is a ghost. This is an apparition. But what if it's the other way around? Like does does that make sense? You know, like what if, what if we see an apparition and our brain is like, "Oh no, that is just fog like couldn't it go both ways couldn't couldn't this also mean that our brain explains away the paranormal
1: to keep it safe like yeah to, to protect itself absolutely i mean so if you if you google pareidolia like you'll see some of the famous cases that come up one of them being the face on mars which is uh, lots of people saw when the first kind of legit satellite yeah. images were coming back from our mars they were seeing faces you know that like there's obviously you know life that existed on on that planet and things like that, but then you see more in depth images of the same area like kind of eroding over time. Yeah, and, like, and it's oh, like, oh, that's not a face. It's <laughs> just it's just a rock structure like that's eroding with right. Whatever weather is like on Mars. <laughs> um, but so there's there's things that can be obviously scientifically explained, and we're not like we're not gonna scoff at those things. Like it's right. just like if it is what it is, that's great. But if you if you can't tell me a hundred percent that the man in yeah. the tall, thin man with dark hair oh, reflecting in the China <laughs> cabinet was just a cobweb or Well and that's what's so
0: interesting to me is that so many of these paranormal experiences sure we can say it's this we can sh- say that it's this tendency but really one person saw something and we are we we don't know what they saw like we can't tell them oh no it was this unless we are specifically in that place with them looking where they are looking and that we see a thing that they did not see and interpret it some place else, you know, like, and that's never the case in any of these, like, tales of hauntings, you know, this is never really the case. So there are so many situations where we don't know concretely what
1: the actual outcome is. Yeah. And and I think at least in our research, especially on focusing back, you know, on the Queen Mary, (laughs) that, you know, there's not a ton of detailed reports of the deaths that took place on The ship, they have, I mean, at least 49 that they say, and it also was involved as a wartime ship, but it never saw combat. It was just a transporter of troops from A to B. It saw
0: more tragedy in, like, mistakes. There's a few (laughs) accidents that that
1: happened, obviously, it running into its military escort and killing like 259 people. And then
0: just having to leave it because of their orders and being like, yep, we can't help. We have to keep going.
1: For your reference, though, a rescue ship did come back and did say there was, I think, I guess, close to 350 people on board or 370 on board and 99 were saved from that wreck. But still. So at least it wasn't complete and utter tragedy, but, but still pretty tragic. Wartime makes things a little bit more intense yeah. and expedited. So it was really unfortunate. But you you do have to wonder, you know, are those the kinds of things that make this ship allegedly haunted what are you know we we heard the story of the little girl who allegedly drowned on the pool we couldn't we couldn't 100 percent you know find the reports on that except in like the the alleged research that the child was named jackie right and still allegedly haunts the area
0: and i like thinking back to other stories that we've told as well too you know for example the the old gnat didn't really have many like bad stories associated with it, but yet there were still these spirits and stuff. So come to think of it, it's like, well, this was a pass, a luxury passenger line. Is, is this some place that like also just has this, this, good energy in some ways, too, for, for thinking about, like, first-class passengers in the pool and, yeah. and swimming and being in their 1930s bathing suits.
1: And we'll, we'll post some of the pictures of the interior, and it's it's very Art Deco, and oh yeah. it's beautiful on in the interior. Obviously, it looks a little different now since it's been um, transformed into this museum, but it's it's a unique, unique vessel, for sure. Also, it's also been transformed
0: into a hotel. Like, people can stay there, which raises a ton of things for me. Like, first of all, I think that's awesome because the more haunted places that we could allegedly potentially go to in hopefully the near future is awesome. Um, but also like hotels tend to be
1: places of hauntings. Just, you you get concentrated numbers of people. Yeah. And, and people all, I mean, obviously we all have histories and experiences while, in these places, so we have to imagine at least what well, we, what Aaron and I have explained at least what we believe that we leave, we leave marks. Yeah, humans leave marks where they go,
0: and that's a great point that you made too. Um, like the the fact that they're a place of concentrated people, like. These were not only just concentrated people, but they had no out. So, like, for three days, which, to be fair, is, is really short for a transatlantic ship
1: you during that at time. The
0: time. Yeah. Um, but still, three days of people being contained to one spot without being able to, like, really escape to anywhere... There's, there's a lot of human energy there in, in all of those trips that it made.
1: And who, I mean, who knows what stories, you know, that kind of history has sort of forgotten that we don't have access to the reports of anymore. You know, you know what? I, I'm not guessing like it was not all 100% happy. All perfect things happened on board.
0: Well, the the watertight doors, if, if we yeah, want to talk let's about that. 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 Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's jump into that because that is
1: terrifying. So we mentioned door 13 in the engine room, which I guess was, is to this day, the, the main hotbed from paranormal activity, uh, paranormal investigators who go check out the queen Mary say that they experience the most activity in those spaces. So imagine that you have these young dudes who are, are working in the engine rooms And I don't know. I know one of them was allegedly a mistake during a drill um, that an accident happens. But like these doors are like several tons of steel.
0: And being crushed to death. First of all, you don't, you you see it happening. Like you don't die right away when you're crushed to death for something like that. So that is
1: just. Traumatic. Very traumatic. I mean, you can't talk about haunted ships and not think a little bit about the Titanic, right? which is all, I mean, always doing, especially throughout the research. But I mean, you think of that's, that's the images I get is the kind of the chaotic scenes after the ship is sinking. Well,
0: and I also feel like, I feel like the, the most famous ship people talk about is definitely the Titanic, but then kind of the second most famous one, at least to me is usually the Lusitania. And, and this ship, the Queen Mary was made by the same people. Um, so like, and and so when you do research about this ship or other ships, even the Titanic, um, if, if you've ever been to like the Titanic Museum in, in Ireland, you know, there's a fleet of ships that are luxury passenger liners, and they all have a lot of similarities. They all had a lot of the same types of building and structure going into the creation of it. And then a lot of the same kind of like, trips that they would make, a lot of the same ports, a lot of the same route. And then, and then you have to assume then people who work on ships work on multiple ships. And so, so there's a lot of crossover between these. And, and I think that that's something that, that like, I don't really know what, what to do with that, but there is a lot of crossover and similarities between some of these famous ships that are unfortunately famous for tragedy and
1: and for darkness. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. You, like, cruise ships and lecture liners. like, you don't hear about them, really, unless something bad happens. Right. That's so true. I'm thinking about, like, today
0: we... The only cruise ships I ever hear about in the news are ones that have a lot of people getting sick and
1: (laughs) getting stuck and not being able to be in quarantine and not being able to go into port. So you don't really hear about, we kind of assume like the no news is good news kind of thing. Right? It's really like that with cruise ships (laughs) as well. So,
0: But thinking a little bit about some of the... Um, some of the things that were that were stated as as hauntings and things that people experience there. Um, one thing that stood out to me was the the drastic changes in temperatures because we've actually experienced that. And honestly, before we experienced it. It was kind of like in my column of aliens and UFO stuff, where I kind of I'm like, okay, sure, cold spots, that that's real. But but then we experienced it, and now I'm kind of like, oh no, they said there are cold spots. Cold spots,
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and on a ship, like I mean, I've only been on a, I've only been on one cruise in my entire life. Same, and. Also, I don't do well on boats. I feel like I should mention that right now. Um, <laughs> She's I <have> getting <laughs> costume just talking about <laughs> I, this. I have
0: been on one cruise when I was younger and that was fine. But as I grew up, <laughs> anytime I would have to be on a boat, I had a really bad ferry
1: experience. Traumatic. Changed my life.
0: <laughs> I don't do well
1: on boats. Doesn't do well on boats. <laughs> but if, if, and I could be wrong on this, at least in my singular experience, there's not a lot of cross breeze in the interior of a a ship right like it's not drafty because it's all enclosed and on itself
0: again as somebody who gets sick on boats they tell you to go outside and to the upper decks because inside is basically like stale air stale air
1: like that's why people get sick on cruise ships is because it's all (laughs) re uh what's the word
0: uh it's like re regurgitated (laughs) I clearly have something on the brain it's not it's not properly recycled air it's recycled air
1: that's that's it (laughs) not properly ventilated air um but it's it's hard to find it'd be you'd be hard pressed to find just like a random spot where the temperature is going to plummet like that because the air is again so (laughs) regurgitated
0: recycled air it is it is like all confined when you're in the interior you're in the interior it's it's you know so unless you
1: find a uh, oddly placed air conditioning unit like right chances are cold spots are which they noticeable. did add
0: air conditioning that's true so did. so that's that's did. That's, that's fair But <laughs>
1: that's, that's a point well made
0: like thinking about that and and some of these other things i mean there really aren't a ton of really concrete stories. People being crushed by a door is
1: traumatic, and that that happened. But is it quite enough to to? I mean, for two people who have not been there, to be fair, we always uh, have to equate the fact yeah, that that unfortunately a- cannot visit. visit. But in our in our study, in our research of this particular location, kind of leads us in, and sets us up, I think, for our verdict for this week's episode. Which, which is, is honestly, honestly not, not haunted. haunted. If you're anything like us, you're uh, knee deep in this quarantine life and things are a little crazy. I don't know what day of the week it really is. So the fact that, or I didn't know what day of the week it was. So the fact that we're getting this episode out on time. High five. Yeah. High five for <laughs> us. We made the episode coming out on Wednesday. We're so thankful that you're giving us some listens during this time. Please do continue
0: to listen. Give us a like. Tell your friends. Write into us. Again, we are currently living through this whole quarantine thing, and so we can't visit places. So give us your like craziest, wildest places. If there is some weird island in the Atlantic Ocean that you know has some kind of weird haunting story,
1: tell us about it. Let us add it. Because we will totally go for it. Thank you so much again for listening. And we'll be back again in two weeks with more Honestly Haunted.